The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I pay tithes of my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be In the big box that we had as little kids where we kept our pixie pickup sticks and our Lincoln logs and our other little toys that we had, there was always a corner of it that held a little pack, a little stack of those golden books, little golden books. Do you remember those? Had the little gold binding on them. Each one told a wonderful tale, a wonderful fable of some kind. They were so much fun to read because the letters were really big and the pictures were, were really vivid. It was wonderful. There was one in particular that was a great one for us. It was the story of this emperor who was very, very proud of himself and very, very interested in how he looked and perhaps a little bit on the vain side. And Anyway, he was, I suppose, a pretty good emperor, but he had that one need to always, always be dressed as beautifully as possible. You know, the robes were made of the finest material and he was always looking for something even prettier, even better, even more elegant, ever more perfect for him, the perfect emperor. And he put out a call for yet a new set of robes and clothing for himself. And this time, this time a couple of very clever fellows, perhaps a little bit on the charlatan side, came to him and said, Oh, dear emperor, have we got a deal for you? And we have 
a stash of some of the most perfect, beautiful material that's ever, ever been woven. It is so magnificent and so perfect and so lovely to behold that only the just, only the righteous, only the smartest of people can see it with their own eyes. Everyone else, the dumb, the stupid, the idiots of the world, will not be able to see it. Oh my God, the Empress said, that sounds wonderful, just what I need. The perfect set of robes made from this beautiful material that only us who are perfect and smart and beautiful can see with our eyes. And so the, the uh, guys, they begin weaving and working and sewing with all of this invisible material and invisible threads and they're working so hard and people are looking in and they're saying, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody that I can't see the material because then I'll be classified as dumb and stupid and unrighteous. But they keep working and working and finally they go to the king himself and say, oh, dear king, dear emperor, here we have your robes ready for you. The most beautiful, perfect robes that only the smart and the wonderful and the perfect can see. Oh, the king is just filled with desire and takes off all of his old clothes and they dress him in the new clothes and of course when we're reading this story we know exactly what's going on he's as naked as a jaber because <laughs> we're as clever as those guys you know we're little kids but we're clever and we're laughing and giggling about this because who's ever seen a big rotund king dressed in invisible robes. It's so funny to us. We giggle and laugh and we know that nobody wants to be seen naked, not even going from the bathroom to the bedroom. You know, it's so fun. So anyway, the emperor puts on his new robes and he goes parading about his great city without anything on at all. And everybody in the town, everybody in the kingdom goes, oh, how beautiful are your robes and everyone pretends that they can see the invisible robes because nobody wants to be considered dumb and stupid and, and an idiot until one little boy one little boy just like us says out loud the emperor has no clothes and it breaks the spell and everybody realizes that the emperor is standing in front of them, parading before them, naked, naked, naked. And, of course, he's filled with shame. And who knows, maybe there's a coup d'etat or something at the end of the story. But that little boy who spoke the truth, who spoke what he saw, who was not afraid of, of being different from the rest of the crowd, we felt like that little boy was us. It was wonderful. We would do that too if we were in the same situation. Now who knows what Hans Christian Andersen was thinking when he wrote the story of that emperor and that little boy. But that little boy is very much after the fashion of Jesus in the Gospels. Jesus is often speaking the truth to people who are convinced of something quite different. And especially today, Jesus gives us one of those parables that really hits at the heart of exactly that kind of speaking the truth. So he begins by saying there were two men go to the temple to pray. And the first one is a Pharisee. 
Now all these years later, we've heard this story so often, when we hear Pharisee, we automatically think a bad guy, hypocrite, you know, self-righteous and all that. But the people who are hearing this story for the first time, they're going, oh, a Pharisee, a great man of God, sort of like a rabbi or a father or, I don't know, a monsignor or something. And they hear this and they say, oh, he's obviously the good guy. And Jesus describes him as going into the temple and raising his hands as he stands there looking up into the heavens and praying this beautiful prayer. Oh, God, creator of the universe, thank you for all that you've given me. Beautiful prayer, prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you for giving me the ability to not just fast one day a year, but for the reparation of the sins of others, to fast two days a week. Oh, thank you for that, oh dear God. And thank you for allowing me to have the generous, generous heart that I can not only tithe on this or that, but I can tithe everything I own, give 10% back to you. Oh God, you're so wonderful. And it's such a blessing for me to be able to pray to you this way. And everybody's going, wow, that's a really holy guy. That's a very, very good man. That's a real Pharisee who's dedicated his life to God and can do so much more for God than we could ever do. And then Jesus describes the tax collector. And people hear tax collector, they go, ooh, yuck. Tax collectors were the bottom of the barrel. Not only were they cheats and scoundrels, not only did they steal from the poor, but they also were collaborators with the Roman oppressors. They were dirty, nasty, old men. And Jesus describes this awful tax collector. He's laying on the floor of the temple, all curled up. His hands are not up in the air. He's got his face planted in the dirt. He's beating his chest and he's saying, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And this is where Jesus plays the role of the little boy. Contrary to everyone's expectation that Jesus is about to recommend to them the Pharisee as the example of beautiful prayer, Jesus says, I tell you, it's the tax collector who goes home justified before God, which is to say, goes home with a relationship to God, goes home beloved by God, goes home forgiven by God, loved by God. The tax collector, this is mind-blowing. And the people have to go back then and rethink what they've been thinking about that Pharisee. Jesus has given them some clues. Remember what the Pharisee prayed. He prayed, thank you, Lord, for not making me like the rest of men or women. And especially thank you for not making me like that tax collector. What has he been doing all this time with his hands raised to heaven and his eyes looking to God in, his, in the clouds above? 
as if I've been focused on God? Not really. Jesus pops that balloon of pompousness and says, his eyes have been looking at himself. Look at me, God. Look how good I am. Look at all I do for you. Aren't you proud of me? It's all about him. And even as he's got his eyes focused on him, he's also got at least one focused on the tax collector. Thank you for not making me like him. Jesus says, that man, that Pharisee, that holy guy with his hands raised up praying so beautifully, is a fraud. He's naked, just like the emperor in the Golden Book story. Now, it's very easy for us to say, great story, Jesus. We'll take that one to heart. And, and yes, we need to take it to heart. So every time we end our day with a little examination of our conscience, a little examination of our day, and we go back through all the moments of the day and all the interactions we've had. And we hear ourselves saying about all kinds of people around us, people we work with, people we go to school with, people whatever. Oh, thanks be to God I'm not like him. Oh, thank you God I'm not as stupid as he is. Thank you I've got what they don't have. Thank you God for making me so good and so holy and so self-righteous. Every time we hear ourselves saying that, however we say it, whenever we say it, so many times in a single day, then we also have to hear Jesus popping the balloon of our pompousness and our self-righteousness and our arrogance before God and go back to praying what the tax collector prayed. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. <laughs>